Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to episode 177 of the Nora Speaks podcast, and I am your host, Nora Muhammad. I am so thankful and happy to be with you for another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast, and boy, it is 2022. Time is flying. We are in a new year, and as we've entered this new year, I pray that each of you have walked into 2022 in the best of health, the best of mind, the best of spirit, the best of morale, especially since we are in a time of so much turmoil, not just in this country, but also abroad. And there's turmoil in some of our homes. There's turmoil at some of our schools, in our communities, And I hope that for each and every listener who is logging on and listening to episode 177, I hope that you are in peace, finding a time of um, mental relaxation, that you are uh, finding ways to prevent or reduce your stress, and in general, Um, living a healthy lifestyle, a lifestyle of peace, a lifestyle of joy, a lifestyle of love. And we all need that in the very, very trying times that we are facing. Now, I want to thank you for being a listener, being a subscriber of the Nora Speaks podcast. I am very grateful for your support. I'm grateful for the comments that I get. I'm grateful for those who share the podcast and and, and for those who email me. I'm grateful to those who uh, contact me directly um, and have a good word to say about the podcast. And that lets me know that it is having its intended effect on the listener's and on the targeted audience. This episode, episode 177, is about social etiquette and protocols that we should not ignore. Now, you may already know this, but I will say it anyway, that social etiquette is a socially accepted standard or protocols that help us function peacefully and harmoniously with others. They're in general guidelines for behavior. And social etiquette and and protocols are important because not only do they support healthy relationships, but they also establish boundaries. And they um, help us to leave 
a positive impression of ourselves with others. So I'm going to share with you 10 of very many social etiquette protocols that we shouldn't ignore. And I say 10 of many because there's so much um, in the way of etiquette uh, that we should know, manners that we should know. Um, But to not um, make this show too long, I will just share 10 in this episode. And maybe I'll come back at some time and maybe we could do another 10. But let's start with this. Number one, say please and say thank you. I mean, that's just basic, right? We've grown up, at least I hope those who are listening have grown up. uh, As children, we were raised to say please, to say thank you. Uh, I was raised to say may I. Uh, I was raised to say yes, please. Uh, And it was uh, drilled into me to use these protocols. However, I know that we may be in a rush, uh, we may be busy, and we may forget to add thank you. We may forget to add the please. So this is a reminder. Always say please and say thank you. Number two, dress for the occasion. Here's an example. I was driving home and I observed a young lady. She may have been a teenager. She may have been a young woman. Outside, it appeared that she was walking to the corner store. She had cash in her hand and she was wearing a bathrobe, pajama pants and slippers. And it was a cold day. We are in January. And she's walking outside of her home in attire that is for the home, exclusively for the home. And I just thought, number one, uh, you know, it was it's not safe to walk around with, you know, dollar bills, cash, you know, in your hand. Um, but how inappropriate it was to wear your slippers that you wear in your home. You're walking on a dirty, nasty sidewalk where people do God knows what. And you're going to wear those slippers in your home. And I know a lot of people don't remove their shoes when they come in their house. And that's a protocol or a habit that you can you know, use in your own home. But in this case, I'm talking about social and those things that we do uh, when we're around or exposed to others. And I just I just thought to myself, I wonder if her mother does this, if her aunts do this. I know that there was a trend where folks were just wearing their pajama pants uh, and and slippers to the grocery store. And this is a habit that we that we shouldn't have in the first place, but we really have to break. Um, it It shows how seriously we take ourselves or how unseriously we take ourselves. I mean, uh, to walk outside in the same attire that we get in our beds with, right? And now what per- place is more personal than our own beds? And this young woman is in the street, in the public. Uh, and I just think about all the public germs that she's 
getting on herself while she's out there in the public and she's going to wear those same uh, clothes back in her home and into the bed. And that's just uh, gross. Um, but just in general, dress for the occasion. Like you, we wouldn't wear uh, uh, dress clothes on the basketball court or on the football field. I mean, everywhere we go, there's a uniform that's attached to the destination or to the occasion. You know, we don't wear sweatpants to job interviews uh, or we shouldn't wear sweatpants to job interviews. Every place and every occasion has a dress code and we should dress appropriately. Number three, let's keep our phone calls private. When we are in a group of people, we do not need to use the speaker function on our phones. Those around us shouldn't hear the conversation that someone is having with you if they called to speak to you. And if you have to answer a call and you're around other people, you're in a group, you're in a meeting, then take your call outside of the room. I have been in conferences, I've been in meetings where a person receives a phone call uh, and didn't silence their phone, which is also a good habit. It's also a good point of protocol. Silence your phone, put it on vibrate. But to answer the phone and you're sitting around a conference table with others is just inappropriate. It's thoughtless. It's rude. And it's just something that we should not do. Uh, respect the room enough to take your call outside of the room. Uh, number four, number four, and this is important. I think that we have to have or exhibit a great deal of sensitivity with each other that we don't always. Number four, we should not make public death announcements of people if they are not your parents, your children, your sibling, your spouse. We just have this habit of wanting to be the first to report something. Well, that may not be our place to report that information publicly. There may not have been other family members that were contacted. There may not have been close friends who were contacted. I mean, even in criminal investigations uh, or in uh, uh, high profile cases, they always want to make sure that the family was notified before that information is shared with the public. And I see folks rushing to be the first to post these things on social media. And I just think how insensitive it wasn't your person. It wasn't your mother. It wasn't your father. It wasn't your child. Could you imagine seeing someone else post the death of your child, your spouse, your sibling, and they didn't get permission from you first to do so? That's just inconsiderate. It's rude. It could be hurtful. It's not our place. We do not have to be the first to announce a thing. And I see this happening on social media and they'll say, you know, send, give so-and-so your prayers, so-and-so your condolences. Again, it's just not your place. And when you see folks who may be uh, high profile, it may be their spokesperson, the family spokesperson. It may be the family attorney that's sharing information 
publicly, maybe in a press release. It is not our place to report something so personal. Um, I've seen posts where people are posting that someone's, you know, small child has passed away. You know, send your prayers. And and, and it's, it's just it's just inconsiderate and it's highly, highly inappropriate. Number five. I think this also falls in line with sensitivity. We should not stream live or post someone else's wedding. You know, if you're invited to the wedding, uh, that invitation was for you, for you to share in the joy, to share in the bonding, in the union of these people. It is not for you to stream live on Facebook or Instagram. You want to stream somebody else's special private moment. And then to post, to publish pictures, to publish videos. You know, people hire photographers, they hire videographers to capture those moments so that they can publish them and document them in their own time. We shouldn't get ahead of them. At least get permission before doing so. And I've seen people post someone's wedding on social media and they will write also that they got permission to do so. You know, it's 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 classless, it's tasteless, it's tactless. Um if they wanted everyone at their wedding, they could have invited everyone, but it's certainly not our place. Um I think that folks at weddings probably should have a rule or Uh, an announcement. And it's unfortunate that we live in a time where everybody wants to stream, take pictures and post that folks should reserve the right to ask their guests to keep their cell phones in their pockets and in their pocketbooks. It's just highly, highly, highly inappropriate. And it is insensitive to post other people's special moments, particularly without permission. I know we like to let people know that we were there. We witnessed it. We have evidence. Uh, we're close enough to the person, you know, sometimes we turn other people's special moments into moments about ourselves and and we should really think twice before doing so. Number six, number six, a social etiquette protocol that we shouldn't ignore is to respect others' time. Respect others' time. If you have an appointment with someone at six o'clock do not arrive at 6.20. Do not arrive at 6.15. In fact, it's very good practice to arrive at 5.50, at 5.45. At the latest, arrive at 6 o'clock. But you want to arrive early so that whatever you've planned to meet about, you are already prepared to get into the business at 6 o'clock. You're not preparing to, you're ready to. Get into the business at six o'clock. Respect others' time. I recall once I was chaperoning um, young people to uh, out of state. In fact, we had to catch a flight. And I was chaperoning this group of young people um, to, we were going to St. Louis. And I had a meeting time. You know, the airport is tricky. We have to, you know, get there so many hours ahead. We don't know what check-in is going to be like. We don't know what security is going to be like. And one uh, 
child arrived hours later, hours, whatever the the arrival time, let's say it was eight o'clock, hours later. And I'm getting anxious because I have these other young people, you know, and their parents are waiting to, you know, be able to say goodbye as we ride off to go to the airport. And hours later, we're still sitting there waiting because someone isn't respecting others time. And then we get to the airport and of course we have to rush. And I'm, and while I'm waiting, I'm thinking, man, do I just leave this young person and make their parent bring them? It was, it was a very, very anxiety inducing experience. Um, it was very difficult to deal with because you don't want to be short, you know, or curt when you're dealing with somebody else's parent. But I just thought this person's not respecting time. So always, always respect others time. If you're going to be late, then contact that person and see if you can reschedule or if you can make an agreement to uh, change the meeting time to 630 instead of six o'clock. But do not just have someone waiting on you. It's um, it's very inconsiderate. Uh, it's frustrating to be on the other end of it. Respect others time the same way that you want them to respect your time. Number seven, and especially in this age of COVID-19, coronavirus, cover your cough, cover your sneeze. Do not take off your mask to cough when you're sharing a space with others. I was at a funeral um, uh, earlier this month and I, and, and it was in a church, it was in a small church, it was very, very crowded. And I observed, I heard someone coughing. And when I turned to look, the woman had literally taken down her mask so that she could cough. And I'm thinking, aren't you wearing your mask so that whatever germs you have when you're just breathing stays with you? Now you want to remove your mask and like pr- project your cough. <laughs> and and I just thought, man, you know, I, and, and I'm sure, you know, the lady wasn't trying to share her germs. She probably just wasn't thinking. But I'm asking you to think about that, to be aware of that. If you're in a crowd uh, and you're around other people, cover your cough. If you have a mask on, keep the mask on. And if you need to change it, then retreat to a restroom and change your mask if you sneezed into your mask and you don't want to uh, have your own germs. Um, but definitely keep the mask on so you don't share your germs with others when you have to cough and you're around other people. Number eight, chew with your mouth closed. Maybe you learned this while you were growing up. Uh, I've seen some folks that I thought weren't taught this when they were growing up. Nobody wants to see us masticate our food nobody wants to see us chew our food so chew with your mouth closed number nine again more about table manners don't talk with food in your mouth because people don't want to see that either and then I don't know you know sometimes when a person has food in their mouth and they're talking food comes out (laughs) nobody wants to see food leaving your mouth because you're talking with a mouthful of food. Additionally, don't lick your fingers. Additionally, when you're eating dinner with others, refrain from using your phone. 
I've been in restaurants and I'm sure you have too. And the two parties, if it's two people, three people, four people, and everybody's on their phone, I guess they just, you know, are keeping company with each other while they're eating and scrolling through their social media. And I just thought, come on, where's the conversation? And it's certainly an art that some of us are losing. Uh, I was in a, had dinner recently, you know, and there was a, a, a child, a six-year-old. And the six-year-old was contributing to the conversation as well as the adults. And I thought, this is a child that uh, has been taught how to have a conversation. There, No one was using a phone. No one was using an iPad. And I know that sometimes people bring devices so that their children can be entertained, so the children won't be bored. But I thought, see, here's a child that has learned the art of conversation. I mean, it's asking questions, providing input, sharing experiences. We're losing the art of communication because we have our heads down in our phones. So when you're out with dinners, keep your phones down, put them in your bag, put them in your pocket and enjoy the conversation with others. And finally, number 10, be a decent house guest. If you're visiting someone, if you have to stay with someone, there's all kinds of circumstances uh, when we're a house guest. Make sure we don't overstay our welcome. Make sure we have permission before going in someone's refrigerator or accessing other areas of the home that we're not occupying. Like if we're in the guest room, maybe you don't go into the host bedroom, especially if you haven't been invited to. Um, Don't go up in their cupboards unless you've been invited to. And even if the invitation has been extended to you, oh, no, 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 help yourself, help yourself. You still want to be conservative about how you're accessing your guest kitchen. Um. And clean up after yourself, right? If you are eating, don't just leave uh, your plate on the table or your dirty plate in the sink. Wash it or you, use load the dishwasher. Uh, if you are temporarily with somebody, maybe you, you have to you know live with somebody. I mean, it's hard times right now. And I know adult children are moving back with their parents and maybe the parents don't care. But if you have to crash with a friend, Do not be a sloppy guest. Make sure you're keeping the area that you've been assigned neat, tidy, and clean. And don't invite your own guests when you're a guest unless your your host has invited you to invite someone. And if you invite someone into someone else's home, They need to understand and respect the rules of the house because it's not yours and it's not theirs and they should respect the host. And then just lastly about this, teach our children how to behave in someone else's home. If we're visiting for a day, if we're visiting for a weekend, if we're crashing for a week, make sure we are monitoring our children and, and helping them understand how to be a guest son, daughter, this isn't our home. You know, you can't, you don't run, you don't jump on the furniture. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they do that at home, but you can't do that at someone's house. Um, but one of the ways that we help our children behave at a, at a, at a, at a friend's house or as a guest is how we train them at our own home. 
So if our children jump on the furniture uh, or uh, leave a mess in the kitchen at home, they're going to take that same behavior when they're a guest at someone else's house. So train our children at home. And perhaps you've neglected the training at home when you are a guest. Make sure we monitor our children and we help them behave as an appropriate house guest. So 10 social etiquette protocols that we are not to ignore, that we should always, always apply. I'm interested in what you think, interested in what you think should be added to the list. Um, interested in any experiences that you've had with the house guest from hell or, um, you know, somebody uh, kind of crossing over boundaries by posting things that wasn't their business to post. You know, if you're on social media like I am, I'm sure you see these things uh, and maybe you may have done it. Uh, You know what? Let's add a bonus to this. I've seen this and I was kind of horrified when I saw this. So we're going to add a bonus. Number 11. Number 11. Do not post pictures or live stream a funeral, especially if, just don't do it, period. Don't do it, period. I've seen this and a listener may say, Nora, what are you talking about? Who does that? People do this. I've seen where someone was live streaming from the pulpit, which let me know that person was a quote person of the cloth. And uh, it's, it's distasteful. And I know there are some folks who uh, like to capitalize and get attention off of the grief and tragedy that happened in our communities some folks call themselves photojournalists, uh, uh, documentarians, and they post and publish photos and videos of grieving families, of children or adults in caskets. They, they take video and they post it or they live stream. And I just think that is um, pretty low. I think that's uh, uh, a person acting as an opportunist. Uh, I think it's tasteless and I think that is also classless and it's really strange to me that these things have to be said out loud Uh, and certainly um, to know that people are doing it who identify themselves at least as leaders um, it's it's terribly inappropriate you know uh, grief is difficult um Grief is private, and when a person is grieving, they are certainly not at their best. So far be it for me to post a video or a picture of someone, one, without their permission, two, when they're not at their best. We should all want to be... um, uh, sharing images of ourselves at our best. And and I know that some people may say, no, you have permission to take pictures, post pictures. Even with permission, it's a funeral. Um, it, it's, 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 it's inappropriate. If the family wants to do that, 
they have the right to do that. However, no one else should be doing that. No one else should be posting pictures of parents kissing their dead children, of 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 families grieving and crying at a funeral, of of images of uh, 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 the deceased in their casket. It it's it's no good. It's no good. So there you have it. I gave you a bonus. Um, I'm interested again in your thoughts, your comments. I'm very uh, appreciative of you spending the last 30 minutes or so with me listening to this episode, episode 177 of the Nora Speaks podcast. I truly appreciate you and your support. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Until next time, stay in peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.